how great is our God, worthy of all the praise. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, Father, for being who you are in our lives this morning. You are healer, you are provider, you are comforter, our mother, our father. You are all that we need. We bless your name this morning. For you are good and your mercies endure forever, oh God. We thank you for your love. We thank you for who you are to us, oh God. You are great, Jehovah. How great, how great, how good you are. We love you, we love you, we love you, Lord. Oh, we bless your name, God. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. The splendor of a king. Come on and sing it, you know it. Come on. Clothed in majesty. Let all the earth rejoice. Let all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide. It trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. How great.
on, if you know us, sing it with me. Come on. There is none, there is none like you. Jehovah. He's worthy of great praise. Come on and lift it up to him this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Father God. We love you. We love you. We love you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God.
He loves it when we praise him, when we lift our hearts on one accord to honor him in this place. Father God, we count it an honor and a privilege to worship you this morning. so worthy of all the praise this morning. We bless you, God. He is good. that he's done for me. I know he's done something. done for you. We bless your name, Father. We cry out hallelujah. We give you praise, God. Praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for keeping us and protecting us. Oh, for providing for us, for sustaining us. Oh, for being who you are, for showing yourself strong on our behalf. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You are such a good God. <laughs> oh, just want to pause and say thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Such a good God. Hallelujah. to welcome our first-time guests. So if this is your very first time worshiping here with us at Faith Christian Center, we ask that you remain standing while everyone else is seated. Any first-time guests here worshiping with us, we want to greet you and welcome you in the name of Jesus. Well, it looks like we're all family here. Go ahead and turn to your neighbor. Give him a good wave. How you doing? It's so good to see you. Praise God. He is so good. He is so faithful. He 
He is so loving and He is so kind. This is our year of winning and victory. We're going to continue to experience winning and victory throughout the whole year. God has marvelous plans for our lives. So let's lift our hands one more time. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that's working on us in this place and working on the lives of every single person watching, wherever they are. We invite you to have your way. We want to have an encounter with you that when we leave this experience, we're not the same. But Father, we've called these experiences because we want to experience you. We want to encounter you so that when we leave this place, we leave walking differently. Just like when Jacob wrestled with you, he walked different the rest of his life. We want to have an encounter with you today that causes us to walk different, live different the rest of our lives. And it's not because of our own self-effort that it happens. It's because of you. As you told us in Galatians, do you do it by the obedience to the law, the hearing by faith? You work wonders among us because we believe what we heard. We believe what we hear. We believe the truth of your word. So we expect the Spirit of God to work wonders among us today. So Holy Ghost, have your way. Move up and down every single aisle. Touch every single heart. Move through every home and place and workplace, watching wherever people are connected. Father, I need your help. I only want to say what I hear you say. I only want to do what I see you do. So that Jesus may be glorified, lifted high, made famous in our lives. Have your way, sir. I ask your lives to be transformed forever by the power of your word and the power of your spirit. Give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Amen and amen. Say, I take eyes to see. I take ears to hear. I forgive everybody of everything. I receive supernatural debt cancellation. The word of God that I'm about to receive will enable me and empower me to make Jesus famous in my everyday life. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Hallelujah. Hallelujah forevermore. Hallelujah. Just keep playing with me. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we worship you. Oh, Lord, we lift your name on high. Oh, Lord, we worship you. Oh, Lord, we lift your name on high. We give you glory, honor, and praise. There's no one like you, most high God. There's no one like you, Adonai. Oh, there's no one like you, Lord. Great and mighty are you, Lord. There's no one like you. First Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord 
Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So go ahead and lift your hands. Just lift your hands. Just lift your hands and honor Him. Lift your hands and worship Him. Lift your hands and praise Him. Lift your hands and magnify Him. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Come on, Candace and Jamila, grab a mic and sing out. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh, we thank you, Lord. 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 Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Oh, we honor you, Lord. Oh, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Oh, we thank you, Lord. 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 You are the victorious one. You are the victorious one. There's no one like you, Lord. There's no one like you, Lord. Oh, we give you glory, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. Oh, we give you glory, honor, and praise. No one like you in all the earth. There's no one like you in all the earth. There's none like you in heaven or earth. There's no one like you, Lord. There's no one like you, Lord. Oh, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Oh, 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 we thank you, Oh, 
best words I know how we're, I sense we're on the edge of something. On the edge of something in the spirit. And if we keep proceeding this way, we're going to go over the edge to where we're supposed to be. See, there's a lot of edges and cliffs in this nation right now. Some going into good things and some going into bad things. But the edge, the cliff right before us, is the deeper things of God. Deeper experiences of his goodness and his glory. Mightier manifestations of his marvels and his powers. So although we would get into the word right now, but we're about to follow the Holy Ghost and what he has for us in this experience. And go over the edge. And go over the edge. We're going to go over the edge. You guys good with me going over the edge? You guys can flow with me going over the edge. We're going to go over the edge. Come on, let's go after him. We thank you, Lord. You're so marvelous. You're so good. You're so faithful. You're so consistent. You're so mighty. You're so strong. You're so good. You healed us. You preserved us. You saved us. You delivered us. There's no one like you, God. There's no one like you. There's no one like you. You've been so patient with us. You've redeemed us. You've redeemed us. You've redeemed us by your blood. By that precious blood. Your blood was strong enough to wash away every sin, to lose the hold of darkness. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. depths of us cry out to the depths of you, O oh God. We ask for more. The deep cries out to me. 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 The 
before but it just marked my life 15 years ago when I was in Argentina a church bit has been in a revival for over 10 years the power of God would move mightily through the sanctuary people would be healed delivered and set free the glory of God would fall on his people and then they would cry out mas 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 more 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 and God kept giving them more and more, and more, and more, and more. Jesus said, for those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. He also said, he'll pour out on the thirsty. He'll pour out on the dry ground. So how much you receive today is not really up to God, it's up to you. How much do you want? How much do you want? John Osteen used to say, how strong is your want to? How much do you want from him today? See, you can't exhaust the depths of God. He can fill you up to overflow, then expand your capacity so you can receive more. So ask him for more. He's like, I don't even know what that looks like. Just ask him for more. More of him. See, you asking for more of him, he's not going to give you something wrong or something bad. Jesus said, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, that's what your Father's going to give you. So if you're asking for more of him, just receive. Just receive. Just receive. Just receive. Come here. Come here. Tap your mama. Come here. Stand right here. Come on, ask for more. 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 Just lift your hands. I don't know what's going on, but Father, I proclaim the glory of the Lord. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet, throughout her family, throughout the situation, throughout her career, let the victory manifest because of the glory of God. Right now, in Jesus' name, may the fire of God, the very glory of God, move through it right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, ask for more. We ask for more. More, 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 more. More of you. Give me more. More of you. Give me more. More of you. Give me more. We more. want more. Give me more. More of more. you. 
refreshing right now bring forth refreshing right now bring forth refreshing right
bring forth refreshing out. Bring forth refreshing out. Bring forth refreshing now. 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 Bring forth Miss Kendra, come on. Keep singing that. Keep singing. Bring forth refreshing now. Bring forth refreshing now. Bring forth refreshing now. Bring forth refreshing now. Bring forth Rains of favor over your life. Bring forth like a cloud over you. Do you remember that Snoopy character that always had a cloud about him? You can have a cloud of favor like this. All your life going forward, just you'll be like, how did this happen? The favor of God. How did that happen? The favor of God. That's what you're walking to this season. A cloud of favor just raining upon you consistently. Where things you work for easily and things you're like, man, I should have even worked harder on that, but it still worked anyways. This is a season for favor for you that is going to bring you to the place of unprecedented victory. Bring forth refreshing now. 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 So, Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for what you accomplished among us. believe God still does miracles. Sister Stephanie, what hospital do you work at? Wellstar Douglas. I just want to believe for miracles for every single person in that hospital. 
So can you lift your hands as a point of context for the rest of the congregation? Stretch your hands for her. She works at Wellstar and Douglas. Father, I don't know every person there, but you do. You know every name and you love every single person. Every person who's a patient, every person who's a nurse, every person who's a doctor and administrator, every person who walk, and walks and works through those halls. We ask for a miracle on their behalf. We ask for the healing power to flow through that hospital from the top floor to the bottom floor. We ask for miracle signs and wonders to be done in the name of thy holy child Jesus by the power of your love. We ask for impossible cases to be fixed, for people at the point of death to be revived, to be resuscitated, to be resurrected by the life of God. We ask for doctors and nurses to be given wisdom and understanding and precise information on what exactly to do to minister unto the patient. We ask for the pressure that's been hanging over these doctors and these nurses and the administrators to be lifted right now. We come against the oppression of that pressure. You cannot have it over them any longer. And the authority of Jesus, leave them in the name of Jesus. We ask for the peace of God to flow through those halls, to hover over that hospital, over that parking lot. Let the glory of God fall there. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Yvonne, what's the name of your school? What's the name? Powder Springs. We lift up Powder Springs Elementary right now, and we ask for the peace of God to come upon those teachers, to come upon those administrators, to come upon those children, to come upon those families. We come against what the enemy has planned. We call his plan cursed. We call his plan defeated. We say shalom to every house, nothing missing, nothing broken, wholeness in their lives. We speak healing to every child, healing to every teacher, healing to all the administration staff. We ask for miracles to flow through that school and for the glory of God to shine forth brightly in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We speak those same things over your little ones, over all those little ones, all those families represented. May the life of God flow to every single one. Encouragement, strength, peace. And yes, for those family members that are having a hard time because of the economy. Father, we ask for a financial miracle in every single house. In the name of Jesus. Nothing missing, nothing broken to any one of them because they're connected to her. In Jesus' name. 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 And over your school, Miss Erica, we agree for the same thing. The same thing. Yes, the majority there know the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that they have an encounter with you like never before. Upon the teachers, the administration, the children, and their families of the glory of God. Come into that hallway, into their homes, into their classrooms. Perform miracles in their lives. We pray for supernatural strength to be granted, healing to their bodies, divine health to be administered in the name of Jesus. Let the life of God flow. We come against the weight of the pressure and the stress. No, you cannot overcome them because they overcome all things by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They belong to the King of Kings. So Father, rise up as the Lion of the tribe of Judah in their lives and cause victory to break forth mightily on the left and on the right, that by you they run through a troop and leap over a wall by the glory of God. In 
Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Ken, represent the officers for me. We lift up to you our law enforcement right now. We cover them in the blood of Jesus from Fulton County to Cobb County to Douglas County to all the counties of Metroland in this state. We lift them up to you, Father. We cover them with the blood of Jesus. We ask that you deliver them from wicked and unreasonable men, for all men have not faith. We ask for a revival and awakening amongst our law enforcement that you grant them wisdom and understanding, that you minister healing to their broken places, that you permit restoration to their souls. Grant their leadership wisdom and understanding on how they are to lead in such a time as this. Father, I know they need your encouragement, so send laborers across their path to minister the word to them in a way they can receive it. Protect them, deliver them, and strengthen them. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Follow the who are watching at home or watching at work, just wherever you are. If you're able to, just lift your hands. Just lift your hands. The same thing we're experiencing right now is coming into your homes right now. Wherever you are, lift your hands. And Marietta, lift your hands. The glory of God. Minister healing, strength, breakthrough. May the fire of God burn out what's not supposed to be. May it eliminate what's not supposed to be. Completely obliterate where it doesn't exist anymore. May you be enveloped by his love, the warmth of his love right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 Oh, we worship you. We magnify your name. We glorify your name. We bless your name. We honor you. Glory to God. Glory.
presence of the Lord go to 1st Samuel 17 hallelujah thank you Lord Jesus for your presence for what you've done among us today thank you Lord 1st Samuel 17 glory to his name forevermore Samuel 17 for Samuel 17 we'll look at verse 1 
1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle and were gathered together. And notice that the enemy picked this fight. And they went to the area that normally they fight at. Know that the enemy will sometimes pick the fight. And he'll aim at areas that he thinks you're the weakest at. Or the areas you've just gotten used to fighting at. Too many of us have gotten used to fighting instead of getting used to winning. Are you expecting to fight? Or are you expecting to win? So when you wake up in the morning, you say, oh, it's going to be a fight. Or it's like, is it going to be a victory? You know you're going to have to fight. You already know that. But are you expecting to fight or are you expecting to win? What is your expectation for the day? So the Philistines have gathered together. The Israelites gather together. They think it's going to be a normal battle. And a lot of us know this story. And suddenly from the Philistine ranks comes this nine-foot-tall dude. The New Living Translation says it this way. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet. His bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore a bronze leg armor, and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was as heavy and as thick as a weaver's beam, tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. His armor bearer walked ahead of him, carrying a shield. So they thought it was just going to be a normal fight against the Philistines, something they're used to. But all of a sudden comes the champion of the Philistines, someone who was nine foot tall. And he begins his process of fear and intimidation. And he says, why should we all go to battle? Just one person. He says, you servants of Saul, and we're servants, we're the Philistines. You pick one champion to fight me, and if I lose, we serve you. But if you lose, you serve us. And all the Israelites were afraid. And notice the Saul and the Israelites. You know, why does this Saul? Well, Saul was the tallest Israelite. And so natural thinking, it makes sense, Saul goes to battle. It says he was head and shoulders taller than everyone else. But Saul was way back in his tent, afraid just like the rest of the Israelites. But there was this teenager named David, the shepherd boy, too young to be in the army. So he was taking care of his flock, and his dad came to him and said, hey, I want you to check on your brothers and see how they're doing. Take this food to your brothers and to their captain and let me know how they're doing. So David, on an Uber Eats assignment, goes to the battlefield. He's not there, even though he's a psalmist, he's not there to be the psalmist. He's not there to be shepherd. He is there to deliver food. Sometimes your greatest victories can come on days you don't expect it. That you're just doing what seems normal, what seems natural, what seems, oh, this is just a normal day, and all of a sudden you are positioned for an unprecedented victory that has the potential to change your life. Remember, I wonder if David woke up that morning thinking his life was going to change forever that day. Now, he's had some big moments in the past. Samuel, the big preacher, the prophet of the day, came by and anointed him in the midst of his brothers and his family, said he'll be the future king of Israel. He's had some big days. 
But after that big day, he just went back to the field. So who knows what he was expecting that day as he showed up on the battlefield, giving food to his brothers. And as he's there, he hears Goliath come out, saying, I defy the armies of Israel this day. And Goliath begins his taunt, his jeering, and everybody in Israel runs backwards, terrified. And this is the first time David hears it. And notice what his response was. And the men of Israel said, have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel as he come up, and it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. And David spake to the men that stood by him saying, whoa, 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 whoa. What shall be done to this man that kills this Philistine takes this approach away from Israel? So what is David motivated by? The reward. He says, I married the princess, I become rich, and I become tax-free. Sounds good to me. I've been with the sheep a mighty long time. It's time for a change. But notice his response. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Now, uncircumcised Philistine is not like an ancient insult. What it is, is he's saying uncircumcised. Remember, circumcision was a symbol of the old covenant. So he said, who is this person that doesn't have a covenant to stand against the people who have the covenant? Now, we know what David's going to do. How many know what David's going to do? It's not a spoiler. How many know that David's going to take down Goliath? We know the story. Even people who don't even believe the Bible know the story. So I, I'll tell you this. David's whole point was, I have a covenant, this giant doesn't. Which leads me to believe anybody on that battlefield could have taken down Goliath. It wasn't just David. Anybody on that battlefield could have taken down Goliath. Because David took down Goliath because he said, I have a covenant. Victory was assured to David because he had a covenant which means knowing your covenant is essential to walking in victory. So today we're going to talk about two things you need to know before you enter the ring. Two things you need to know before you enter the ring. Number one, your covenant. Before David took on Goliath, he knew his covenant. A covenant is a mutual consent or agreement of two or more persons to do or forbear some act or thing. It's a contract. It's a stipulation. A covenant is created by deed and writing, sealed and executed, or it may be implied in the contract, a writing containing the terms of agreement or contract between parties, or the clause of agreement in a deed containing the covenant. And so one of the things you see all throughout the Word of God is that your covenant guarantees you victory. Go to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Genesis 12, verse 1. Because if you're going to take and hold the high ground, you need to know that your covenant guarantees you victory. Genesis 12, verse 1, Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of your country, and from your kindred, and from your father's house, unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. 
and curse him that curseth thee. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. So notice in this verse 3, when God says, I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. What does that mean? I'm going to empower those that do good to you. But those that come against you, they're coming against me. They fight you, they fight me. So if Abraham really wanted to, he could say, you want to say hello to my little friend. You, you think it's just me in this? So something you have to look at your life. See, people may look down on you thinking that you can't do this because of your age, your gender, your race, your background, your education. There's a whole list of things where people look down on you, but know in life you're not in this by yourself. You're in covenant with the almighty God. So that means you can stare Satan in the face and says, you know what, you may not be bothered by me, but the dude standing behind me, he beat you 2,000 years ago. And he already told me what he's going to do to you in the future. You don't want to try me. See, you tried Jesus. You should have learned. Don't mess with me. You have to take on this mentality of victory because you have a covenant, not because you feel you have faith today. Not because you feel blessed and way up today. No, you take this mentality, I'm going to win today because I have a covenant. I know his word. It's not based on how I feel. It's not based on what I heard. It's not based on the news. It's not based on politicians. I have victory because I have a covenant. You see, even when God's covenant people got them into battles they're not supposed to be in, God still fought for them. Well, how do you know that? Joshua. God already warned him, you know, don't make covenants with all these other people. And so there's this one wise city that realized, look, Joshua's winning every single battle. Let's not be like the stupid people and fight him. So, and they, they came up this way. You got to give them props. Because they said, let's find some old clothes. Find the oldest clothes in the city. Find some moldy bread. Find some bags that have holes in it. And they got all the nobles dressed up in it, and they walked less than a day's journey to Joshua. And they said, we come from a far, far away. We're, don't worry about us far, 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 far away, galaxy way far away. And said, hey, we just, you know what, we're going to serve you. Just promise not to take us out. And Joshua didn't pray about it. It seemed good to him. You know, how many have ever made decisions that seemed good to you, but you find it later, like... Oops. And so they find out that they're like next door neighbors. But because Joshua promised that he'll take care of them, they're in covenant now. And then the rest of the land figures out that this group allied with Joshua, so they said, we're going to attack them. So now Joshua is battling multiple armies in a battle he didn't have to fight that day. But now he's in a situation he created. But he was still in covenant with God. He got wisdom from God, and he goes out to battle, and then they're winning, but the day is almost over, and there was still more victory to be achieved. So Joshua does something that no one has before or since. Looked at the sun and the moon and says, hold on. How does that even occur to anyone that you can talk to the sun and the moon and say, 
hold on a second. Now, Joshua doesn't know all the laws of physics. What does it take? So if the sun and the moon stop, the universe is going to mess up unless other things stop and change too. He didn't know all those details. He just had the spirit of faith that moved him and say, hold on. And everything else that needed to change and bow down to the law of faith did. Not because he knew everything, he just knew who he was with. And if that wasn't enough, God says, yes, he's winning, but I'm going to get involved. God started throwing hailstones from heaven to help his man win. So if God would do all that for Joshua under an old covenant and a battle he created for himself, what will God do for you today in a new covenant based on better promises? You're washed in the blood. You got the Holy Ghost on the inside and upon you and angels at your side. If he did that under the old covenant, what does he want to do for you today? Do you know your covenant enough to expect victory like that? Genesis 22. Genesis 22. On the mount, in this set place, Mount Moriah, means an appointed place, is a place God picked out. And Abraham renamed that place. He called that place Jehovah Jireh. You know, that name means the God who sees and provides. And so, Jehovah Jireh is a name of God, a character, got an attribute of God, but it's also a place that provides a perspective. From this mount, I see that my God sees me and provides. The name also means the God who sees to it. On this mount, I have the perspective that God sees to it. Doesn't matter what's going on, my God will see to it. So I challenge you, don't come down from the mount of Jehovah Jireh. Don't come down from the perspective that you have a covenant with God. So it doesn't matter what I face, my God will see to it. He sees me and provides for me. And on this mount, with this perspective, notice what God says through the angel. Verse 17, that in blessing I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sandwich upon the seashore. And your seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Notice, this is part of the covenant of blessing. Your seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. They will take it. The gates were the place of commerce, place of influence, place of authority. It's where business was done. It's where the elders said, so if you took the gate, you have the city. So he said, your seed will take the gates of the enemy. Your seed will take and hold the high ground. Go to Leviticus 26. Victory is all throughout your covenant. Leviticus 26 verse 1. Notice what God says, Leviticus chapter 26, verse 1. You shall make no idols nor graven image, neither rear you up a standing image. Neither shall you set up any image of stone in your land to bow down unto it, for I am the Lord your God. 
You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If you walk in my commandments and keep my commandments and do them, then will I give you rain in due season, and the land shall yield her increase, and the truths of the field shall yield her fruit. And your threshing shall reach into the vintage, and the vintage shall reach into sowing time, and you shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land safely. And I will give peace in the land, and you shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid. And I will rid evil beasts out of the land, neither shall the sword go through your land. And you shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight, and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. For I will have respect unto you, and make you fruitful, and multiply you, and establish my what? Covenant with you. I would say if five people chase a hundred, a hundred chase ten thousand, that sounds like victory to me. Go to Deuteronomy 28. It's all throughout your covenant. Deuteronomy 28, verse 7. You know, Deuteronomy is the second giving of the law. It's pretty much two sermons, a very long sermons of Moses right before he leaves the earth, recounting the history and the promises of God. Deuteronomy 28, verse 7. The Lord shall cause your enemies that rise up against you to be smitten before your face. They shall come against you one way and flee before you seven ways. I don't know about you, but that sounds like victory to me. Go to Joshua 23. We just talked about him for a moment. Let's look at Joshua 23. You know, we're used to, you know, presidents giving farewell addresses, and Joshua 23 is Joshua's farewell address. Joshua 23, verse 1. And it came to pass a long time after that the Lord had given rest unto Israel from all their enemies round about, that Joshua waxed old and stricken in age, and Joshua called for all of Israel and for their elders and for their heads and for their judges and for their officers that said unto them, I am old and stricken in age, and you have seen all that the Lord your God has done to all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he that has fought for you. Behold, I have divided unto you by lot these nations that remain to be inheritance for your tribes. From Jordan, with all the nations that I've cut off, even unto the great sea westward. And the Lord your God, he shall expel them from before you and drive them from out of your sight. And you shall possess their land, as the Lord your God has promised unto you. Be ye therefore very courageous to keep and do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that you turn not aside therefrom from, to the right hand or to the left, that ye come down among these nations that remain among you, neither make mention of name of their gods nor cause to swear by them, neither serve them nor bow down yourselves unto them. But cleave unto the Lord your God as you have done unto this day. For the Lord has driven out from before you great nations and strong. But as for you, no man has been able to stand before you until this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God, he it is that fights for you and as he has promised you. So notice the promises, God will fight for you. Take good heed, therefore, unto yourselves that you, lo that you love the Lord your God. So all these things under the law in the book of Joshua, part of the covenant, right, that David knew. So when David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Or who is this giant with no covenant? It's recalling all these things from Genesis to Leviticus, to Deuteronomy, through Joshua. He's recalling these times. 
the book of Joshua is just a couple hundred years before David lived. It's not that long. He remembered what God did. He remembered what God promised. And instead of keeping it in the past, he said, if God did it before, he can do it again. And so when he faced Goliath, he faced him knowing, I have a covenant. If God did it for Joshua, if he did it for Moses, if he did it for Abraham, he can do it for me. Say, he can do it for me. All of you watching at home, say, he can do it for me. So number one, know your covenant. Go back to 1 Samuel 17 as we begin to close. First Samuel 17. First Samuel 17. Verse 31. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, and he's a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, your servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered him out of his mouth. And when he rose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Your servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine, this dude with no covenant, shall be as one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go, and the Lord be with you. Number two, we said, number one, know your covenant. Number two, know your history with God. Know your history with God. See, David, this teenager standing before the king, the king says, dude, I thought when they said someone's going to take him on, I thought I was going to have an experienced warrior. You are a teenager. This dude has been killing people since he was a teenager. And what does David respond to that? You know, there was a time when a bear came and took a sheep from my flock. I went out after the bear. Most of us was like, oh, poor little lamb. See you, lammy. It's been good. But that was not the person David was. He went out after the bear. Hit the bear over the head. So it drops the lap. And then when the bear comes against him, he kills the bear with his bare hands. He does the same thing for a lion. He grabs a lion by its mane and kills it. And he knows he did this because the Lord was with him. He said, the Lord delivered me out of the paw of the bear and out of the paw of the lion. So I know he'll do the same to this Philistine. He knew his history with God. We are all at this point that we're here because God preserved us. We all have different stories why we shouldn't be here. All different reasons why we should be gone already. 
several different testimonies of how we made it to this point. Even blocking out last year, you still had several ways, but then you also made it through last year. And now you're here. You have a history with God. A history of testimonies of God's faithfulness. Of times he brought you through when you were faithless. And times he brought you through when you were faithful. Times he brought you through when you were stupid and didn't know it was him doing it. That you thinking you're on your own world, but God still got you through. And then now you look back and say, oh, I don't know how I made it through. I know how because I know who did it. So we all have stories of times when we didn't know how we were going to win the next battle. Or where the provision or the healing or the strength or the wisdom or the help was going to come from. But it always showed up. And yet we're still here. We all have histories with God. And before you get in the ring, you need to know and remember your history with God. See, David was able to take on Goliath because he knew his history with God. You might say, well, that wasn't a long history. He's just a teenager. But what he knew was enough to take down the giant. And I'm telling you, if you know your covenant, know what your history with God is. It's like, well, I just got saved last week. You still have a history with God. Because the fact that you made it this long to get saved last week means all the time when you weren't walking with God, didn't know God, didn't care about God, he was still working behind the scenes, keeping you, delivering you, protecting you, bringing you to a place where you can make a decision for him. Giving you opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Although we should take the first opportunity, but some of us did not take the first opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Some of y'all took a long, 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 long time. And so even before you're saved, you had a history with God. After you've been saved, you have a history with God. Before you get in the ring, you need to know your history with God. See, remember one of the ways God is identified in the Old Testament, even the New, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's the name of the covenant-keeping God, but it's also the name that shows you he has a history. Because every time he said that, they remember what God did for Abraham. Every time they said they remember what God did for Isaac, you think, well, Abraham was a superhero of faith. He had his issues, but at least he had great faith. True. Isaac, he was a man of great faith. He did a lot of great things. He did. And Jacob, well, let's talk about Jake for a second. Because his name means trickster. That's what his name means. He was tricking when he came out the room, grabbing on Esau's heel, supplanter, that's what the name means. And you watch, you know, there's some family drama. You know, Isaac's favorite was Esau. Rebecca's favorite was Jake, and, you know, that always causes issues. And, you know, Jake wanted the birthright. And so Esau was hungry. He was, you know, hangry and exaggerating. He says, if I don't eat, I'm going to die. No, Esau, you'll be fine. But he despised the birthright and traded it for a pot of beans. So Jake got the birthright. And then his mother came to him and gave, gave him this plan. and said, hey, you can get the blessing too. Here's what you do. And so he did it, got the blessing, and then had to run for his life. And so you see that, you know, some of you think you can get away with everything for a while. There's always someone trickier than you. And Jake had his uncle Laban who was trickier than him. 
And so you see throughout Jacob's life, the times he was in faith and the time he was himself. But God was still faithful to him. God said, I'll still do what I promised Abraham and Isaac to you. And so you go through these things that God even appeared and wrestled with Jacob. To the point that one encounter with God marked him so much he walked different for the rest of his life. But he even looked throughout his life and sometimes he was in, after that sometimes he was in faith and sometimes he was not. But God changed his name on the day he wrestled with him. He called him Israel, right? Which means prince with God. He renamed him. I'm not calling you trickster anymore. I'm calling you prince with God. Then why would God call himself the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Think about that. Why didn't he say God, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel? The good side of Jacob's life. How about we just acknowledge the good side of Jacob's life? Let's edit out all the rest. You see, you're God. Although he may not liked what you did and told you not to do it and forgave what you did, is still not ashamed of you. On your worst days, he still identifies with you and says, yep, they're mine. You see what they did? They're mine. You see what they did? They're mine. Did you see that challenge they posted on TikTok? They're still mine. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That he's patient with you. Yep, he didn't do what you're supposed to do today, but he's working with you because he knows the future he's planned for you. Aren't you glad that God didn't judge you by your past? Some of us were never made it into the house of God. Some of you never thought you'd make it into the house of God either. Some of you still shocked yourself. Ooh, I'm in church today. Look at Jesus. Oh, Jesus forever. But that shows you the love and kindness of your God. And we call him God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Remember we have a history with him. And then remember when God spoke to Joshua and said, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Now to us, you know, we have the hindsight of studying. It's, oh, look what God did for Moses. But see, it wasn't a matter of study for Joshua because he was there. Joshua was with Moses the whole time in the wilderness. Maybe even sometimes before they left Egypt. So he saw it firsthand. And the God said, remember what I did? Remember your history with me? I'll do it again. Then you get to Matthew 16. When God has already, Jesus has already fed the 5,000, the crowd, that's probably about 20,000 people. And then he fed the 4,000. And so not too long after that, they're on another road trip, and someone, one of the disciples forgot to bring lunch. And so they discuss it among themselves. Oh, man, who forgot to bring lunch? John, Andrew, dude, who, who's going to tell Jesus we didn't bring his food? Who's going to say, Jesus, um, your lunch is a little bit delayed. How delayed? It ain't here. So that's what they're talking about. And then Jesus addressing the teaching of the Pharisees. says, beware of the doctrine of the Pharisees, the leaven of the Pharisees. They say, oh, he's saying this because we forgot bread. And when he realized what they were, I was like, what? You think I'm teaching you? Because you forgot meal, didn't I feed? How, so let's walk back through some recent history. 
Remember when you just had a Lunchable and we fed 20,000 people? And remember when it happened again and we felt another large amount of people? Yeah. So, so why are you tripping that you forgot lunch? If I provided for you then and then I did it again, don't you think I can handle this small group? It's just 13 of us. You think for some reason I can feed 20,000, not 13? What are they saying? Know your history with me. And then one time when Jesus sent them out two by two, he gave them specific instructions. He said, hey, leave your weapons at home, leave your money at home, all this. Don't take a bag with you. And when you read it through, it's like, well, that's some weird instructions. But when you get to Luke 22, when they're at the table at the Last Supper, he asks them to remember. He said, remember when I told you to go out two by two? And to leave everything at home? Yeah. He said, did you lack anything? No, sir. We didn't. Now that you know this, pick up everything and let's go. What does Jesus tell them to do? Remember. Remember your history with me. Remember what I've done before. I will do it again. So we get to 2 Corinthians 1.10, and Paul is talking to the Corinthian church and says, God delivered us in the past. He's delivered us now, and we trust he will deliver us in the future. What does Paul tell him about history, the church of Corinth? I have a history with God. He's delivered me several times before. He's delivered me right now, and he's the guy who does deliver. You have to look at the faithfulness of God in your past and be able to prophesy to your future. Go to Leviticus, excuse me, go to Lamentations chapter 3. Lamentations chapter 3. Lamentations chapter 3. While I turn there, I want to read to you Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. He is the faithful God, the faithful God that keeps his covenant. Lamentations 3, verse 22. It is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Know your covenant and know your history with God. Because by the covenant and the history of God, you have seen the faithfulness of God that he's kept his word he's kept his promises he's a promise making promise keeping God he's a covenant keeping God and the covenant you have with God today is not even based on your obedience the covenant you have today your beneficiary is a covenant between God and Jesus Jesus did everything right he did it right. Your job is to believe. And 
wake up every day and fight the good fight of faith. Not expecting to fight, but expecting to win. Because you know your covenant and you know your history. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, glory to Jesus forevermore. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, we thank you that we have a covenant. As Hebrews 8, 6, our covenant is even better than the covenant of the old. It's a new covenant based on better promises. So we thank you for that covenant. We thank you for our history with you. For the many times you've healed us. The many times you delivered us. The many times you preserved us. The many times you protected us. The many times you've helped us. The many times you've led us. The many times you've strengthened us. We thank you as the saints who say, we thank you for the dangers you deliver us from the seen and the unseen. Things that haven't even occurred to us that you protected us from. Thank you. Great is your faithfulness. We thank you that your mercies are new to us every single morning. They don't refresh every morning because we did something good. They refresh every morning because you are good. And your mercy endures forever. We put our faith in you, not in our ability. We put our faith in your covenant, not in us. We put our faith in your ability, not our lack of ability. Because by you, we can run through a troop. By you, we can leap over a wall. With you, all things are possible to them that believe. And we believe you. We believe your word. We believe your covenant. Great is your faithfulness towards us. Can one of you lead me in the course of that? Great is your faithfulness towards us. We thank you for being faithful. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. All that I have needed, you have provided. Great is your faithfulness, Father.
thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. into the ring of life we know our covenant with you we know our history with you and both proclaim your faithfulness so we thank you we give you the glory honor and praise forevermore glory to Jesus glory to Jesus forevermore. Glory to Jesus forevermore. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Anybody thankful for his faithfulness? so faithful. will you help me lead them in that prayer and so if you're watching online you never asked Jesus to come in your heart you never made him your Lord and Savior but you want to today or you're not sure that you're saved but you want to know for sure today here's what I want you to do I want you to repeat this prayer with us we're going to lead you to Jesus this faithful God who loves you so much amen so pray along with us now say dear Heavenly Father I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died for me, but on the third day, you raised him from the dead. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your spirit and help me to live this Christian life. Praise God.
Now, if you prayed that prayer to be saved, to be sure that you're saved, you'll see some information that we want you to do. We want you to text BELIEVE to 770-756-8539. If you pray that prayer to be saved, to be sure that you're saved, text BELIEVE to 770-756-8539. Congratulations on the decision you made for Jesus today. You could be watching and says, well, I'm saved, but I haven't been doing what I'm supposed to do. Right where you are, ask God to forgive you. Ask him to clean you up, and he will. 1 John 1, 9 says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And he'll do that for you today. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of God. Glory to Jesus forevermore. Let's receive our offering before we go home. Anybody grateful for what God did among us today? Glory to Jesus. If you're planning to give physically via the offering envelope, there should be an offering envelope in the seat in front of you or behind you. If you're giving by check, you can make it payable to Faith Christian Center. If you're using an envelope to give via debit card or credit card, just sign the appropriate portion, put the amount in the box above, as well as to give your telephone number just in case we need to reach you. Of course, all gifts of faith are tax deductible. If you're giving online, you can do so at FCCGA.com. If you're giving online, you can do so at FCCGA.com. If you're giving online, you can do so at FCCGA.com. If you're giving via text, you can text FCCGA to 73256. If you're giving via text, you can text FCCGA to 73256. And follow the link in the prompt. You should see it on your screen now. You can text FCCGA to 73256. Whether giving online or via text, via envelope, you see the spots to designate your giving. You'll see spots for tithes and offering. You'll see spots for over and above giving. Whether you want to give towards media, give towards missions, or give towards care. Now, through what you guys have given to care this week alone, we were a blessing to two different local schools as well as a local police department. Just saying on behalf of Faith Christian Center, we so appreciate what you've done in this community. We love you and we're praying for you. So we did that this week alone and that's one of the things we use care to do to be a blessing to nurses and first responders and police officers, firefighters and teachers. And we also used to partner with organizations that are feeding the community during this time those who have fallen on harder times because of everything that's going on in the world. So thank you for your faithful generosity. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Most of you are ready to give. You can lift your offering envelope or your phone if you're giving online or via text like I am. Let's present our gifts to God in prayer. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to give. We present our tithe, the offering, our seed to you. We ask that you use it mightily. We present it to you as a matter of love, as a matter of adoration, as a matter of worship and honor. We present it to you. We give biblically, liberally, and generously, and we believe for our biblical return. Say to you, restrain from interfering with our harvest. Angels go forth, bring our harvest unto us. We need for our sake and the sake of the gospel. We receive more of the blessing, God, and his concepts and insights, and your favor being poured out on our life, Father. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. Say, I have 
more than enough because my God teaches me how to profit and pours out his favor upon my life. Amen. Thank you for your faithful generosity. For those of you watching online, I know we had a tech issue earlier, so we will be rebroadcasting this on all of our platforms um, by 1 p.m. as well. You'll be able to find it on the app as well. Hallelujah to Jesus. I have to ask this. All right, who's going for the Buccaneers? Who's just going for Tom Brady? All right. Who's going for Patrick? He was like, who's... Do, you, do any of you care about the game today? No, some of you? Maybe, possibly. How many of you just care about the food you're eating at the game today? All righty, there we go. Well, you guys enjoy the Super Bowl today. Enjoy. Wherever you are, just enjoy it. Watching online, enjoy it. You know, you'll have opportunities tonight because I'm sure you have a whole bunch of people who'll be texting you. And if you have friends like mine, we'll talk smack a little bit. And you know, one thing is, that's community, right? Use that same opportunity to people who reach out to you today to invite them to church next week. Whether it's online or in person, use that opportunity to connect with them and invite people to the house of God. Amen? Well, lift your hands. I bless you in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you shall condemn in judgment. That is your heritage. And you are the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Blood covers you, so be delivered from every attack of the enemy. We say the blessing increases in your life. Every house paid off, every car paid off, every student loan, medical bill, credit card paid off. Release jobs, better jobs, promotion, inheritance, checks in the mail, godliest concepts and insights, residence and transportation to those who need it. May the favor of God surrounds us as a shield before people encounter you, they'll encounter the favor of God. Have favor with God, man, and government. Have favor in the courtroom, the boardroom, and the sales floor. May the favor of God go before you, prosper your way, and build your platform. And when you speak to the lost and backslidden, they want to know what you have to say. And you're able to win them to Lord Jesus Christ and bring them home to faith. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Minister Kurt will dismiss you appropriately. So who are you cheering for? The fool. <laughs> I just want a good offensive game. That's all I want. I want a good offensive game because, you know, we had a defensive Super Bowl a few years ago, and I fell asleep. And so I know defense wins championships. I know, I know, but... I just want to enjoy the game and eat some good food. All right, Minister Kurt, go ahead and dismiss them. Praise, Love you guys. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we just praise God just a little more for what he did for us today? Hallelujah. God is good all the time, right? Amen. So just a few side announcements and then we'll be dismissed. Um, the You Matter membership online class. Don't, don't forget, you can, get connect, you can get connected to faith by taking our membership class. Uh, you will experience Pastor Carrick sharing the vision of faith, and to do that, you can go to FCCGA.com uh, to take the class. And also, baby dedications are now being con conducted through Zoom. And so for additional information on that, you can just go to FCCGA.com as well. All right, and please turn your attention to the screen for Financial Peace University.
to get to the end of your life and have nothing to show for it. This is my family's legacy that I'm talking about here. I've got to have a plan and be focused. That knowledge that you pass down to your kids, that is how you change a family tree. You change your life when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you have that moment where you say, I've had it. I'm not going to live like this anymore. The next Financial Peace University class will be held on Mondays from March 8th through May 3rd from 7 to 9 p.m. via Zoom. Please register at www.fccga.com. The cost is $129.99, and the deadline to register is Sunday, February 28th. Your future is bright, so don't let debt steal it. Amen. All right, um, and also FCC Apparel, you can place your order for FCC Apparel online at FCCGA.com. And don't forget next Sunday's experience, the link to register for the February 14th experience will be sent out today through email. So you, and remember, you must register in order to attend next Sunday's experience. So be on the lookout for that. All right, and uh, we will now dismiss by section. And as you're dismissed, if you have an offering envelope, you can bring it to the front and drop it in the bucket. Thank you guys once again for your patience as we do this this way. So I'm going to start with this far section and also the back section. You guys are now dismissed. And uh, again, if you could just leave right out the doors and don't congregate in the lobby, just leave right out the doors unless you have to go to the restroom.
Bad Sex. <laughs>